Hey, friends and family, I've got a treat for you today. I was able to get an interview with a man named Carl Dom. Now, for some context, what Carl Dom does is he runs a YouTube channel called The Real PNL, and we'll link to it in the description down below. But what he does is he signs up for internet courses for day traders and then pretends to be a part of the program to see how well the program does so that he can give it a rating as to whether or not he thinks it's legitimate. So it's kind of an exciting, interesting way of, of finding people who are kind of more on the scammy side of this, this uh, day trader world where they're selling these educations and you're paying you know upwards of thousands of dollars in order to be a part of this program. And he kind of sees whether or not they're real. They can actually do what it is that they say they can do. So before we get into it, make sure to destroy that like button for the YouTube algorithm and let's get started. So, hey, Carl, how are you doing? Doing great. How are you doing, Adrian? All right. I'm doing pretty well. Um, I wanted Before we got into our interview and we started talking, I wanted to kind of introduce why I found you and why I think what you're doing is super, super cool. So... Um, Probably, I would say maybe five-ish years ago or so, when I was, you know, in my investment infancy. I wouldn't say I was an infant at that point, but I was still kind of investing without really knowing what I was doing. I was buying index funds and and uh, putting stuff in my four hundred one k and not really thinking about it. Um, and then uh, someone on Facebook found me and was was trying to get me to sign up for their course and was plugging their course as like, you just follow my investments. And we'll all be super rich at the end of it. And all that stuff sounded real fuzzy to me. I have a really high sort of scammer brigadar. And I just assume everybody is scamming me until they prove otherwise. Um, so I started asking for stuff like, you know, how, like, you know, can you show me what your annual returns are? I didn't even know the words P&L at the time. I just asked, like, can you show me what your annual return is and what your return on investment looks like? And he kept sending me individual days. Right. And I'm not a dummy. I understand that he's showing me his best days and he's, you know, excluding his worst days. Um, but he kept saying, like, I do this full time and, you know, people are uh, signing up for my stuff and all they have to do is copy it. So I went and found his YouTube channel and in his YouTube channel, it's just like an hour long of him sort of ranting at his people about how you have to do exactly what I tell you or you're all going to be poor. So fast forward now to this year and the crash of this year. Um, I can't find his stuff anywhere. So what I'm assuming is his strategy worked for while the economy was going up, which, you know, everybody's strategy works while the economy's going up. And then as soon as there was an hiccup, I'm assuming he just disappeared and he left. So somewhere around that time, uh, I think I saw you on CoffeeZilla. Does that sound right? Yeah, I, I was on CoffeeZilla. It was maybe close to a year ago now, or maybe even more than okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was about, I think, when I found you on, and uh, then you were talking about how you do all these course reviews and look at these people who are doing this kind of thing and kind of uh, poke them for information like their actual P&L. For people who don't know, that's the profit and loss statement. You know, how much money are you putting in and what do you have at the end of it so that we can see, are you actually successful or are you blowing smoke and your entire lifestyle is built around selling this lie? And so I started watching the individual stuff and I saw that you do these, um, like you sign up for the courses so that you can see what they're, what they're actually doing and then tell us whether or not you think that's cool or that they're, you know, telling the truth. I know that your language is a bit, um, you know, you're, it's all, it's you about, follow the legal. 
perceived uh, it's about perception versus reality it's kind of the way that I look at it so yeah I did take uh, I've taken probably over 30 online courses at this point Wow um, and the reason why I was able to do that is because I've been trading since the mid 1990s online so I have pretty good knowledge about I've tried a lot of things, right? And so I've kind of been there. And so when these guys do certain things, I'm like, okay, I remember kind of trying that. So I pick up <laughs> on these things very quickly. So I can take a course and it doesn't take me long to literally understand, you know, what they're doing and how they're doing things. So it's easy for me to go ahead and follow along. And I actually took a, like a $25,000 paper money account and I'll follow <laughs> their trades. A lot of times I can't even figure out what, what kind of sizing am I supposed to do. I mean, they don't even tell me how much I got. I tell them too. I'll, I'll write them. I got a twenty-five thousand dollar account. How much should I should I do? Two tranches, five tranches? Like you're just telling me some trade. Like how much should I do? And ninety-five percent of them don't even tell me about sizing. So how am I going to even allocate capital properly? And then I take their you know, and I follow exactly what they do and do exactly what they say. And then I report. And um, I think I've got two or three or four positive reviews. One of my reviews is semi-positive only because I feel like the guy actually kind of got lucky that particular month because I do it for 30 <laughs> days. He kind of got lucky that month and caught a winner. Mm. But um, so I had to give him a semi-positive review only because I, I couldn't prove that what he was doing wasn't making money even though statistically I could show but during that time period it was the statistical anomaly where he made money so I had to kind of you know hey okay this guy made money his system kind of could work <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing but yeah and uh, taking the I've been um, trading like I said basically um, well, I can get a little bit into my background. I kind of skim over it yes, really please. quick. Um, yeah, go ahead. So I have a business degree. Um, I own some real estate. I used to own more real estate. I have my real estate broker's license in California. I'm in central California. Um, actually, I recently just got my uh, financial advisor's license just like last week. I, I got registered. Oh, Let me officially cool. tell you what it officially is called. I don't want to... I have to write it down because there's so many little critiques and law, you know, like, <laughs> exactly. So I'm an investment advisor representative. Okay. Mm. So yes, you, for that, you have to pass a series 65 test, which is kind of a hard test, I guess. It just depends on how much experience you have. And then um, because I'm registered, which means I'm a, a fiduciary. So I'm going to, that's a whole separate subject than my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is a whole <laughs> separate world. All right, so on my YouTube channel, I am not acting as a uh, financial advisor. I am a financial advisor, but I'm not acting as a financial advisor. Sure. But um, I don't know how I got into that, but I'm going to go into kind of my background. Basically, I traded in, in from about the mid-90s till about 2008, I was trading options, and I kind of I blew up my account more than once. And in <laughs> 2008 was the last time I blew up my account because I always thought that I could make money. I always had this system and it was going to make it. And I just leveraged and I put everything I had into it because mm. this is the one. This, this is going to make it. And so every time I did that, it was only a month or two before I blew it out, blew out the account. So in 2008, <laughs> I finally realized, you know, 
maybe I should learn from somebody else or other people. Because at the time, I just studied everything on my own. And I started studying other people and everything. And then um, in 2014, there was a lot of learning and stuff all the way from 2008 to 2014 where I was learning and stuff. But 2014, I found Tasty Trade. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but they've got, they're really good about learning how to trade options in a traditional manner. Mm. And that's, a traditional manner is important because it's more of a basis, you know, a stepping stone to get into the more advanced level. And um, so I followed Taster Trade for three years from 14 to 2017. And then at that, in 2017 is when I kind of got into the advanced strategies and I've been trading and about mid 18 is about the time when I just thought, okay, I got this thing perfected. I know I got it down, <laughs> which I kind of did. I had to make a couple more tweaks since then. And then um, 2019 came around and I thought, well, I'll start a YouTube channel because I, uh, because I got on YouTube a couple times and I'm like, well, who are these guys saying that they're successful traders on here? Like, okay. Um, I, took me 25 years and these guys are some of them are like uh 23 years old yeah right like 12 year olds yeah and i'm like <laughs> okay this doesn't seem realistic and then i have this um i had a friend of mine tell me this yesterday he said since you're a financial advisor right now you need to get out of that space because there's a bunch of you know it's just a bad space to be in selling courses and things like that because everybody in there's mm -hmm. almost everyone's a scammer and I'm like, yes, I can see your point, but here's the problem or here's the solution or my situation is I can't stand it when people get ripped off. It just gets under my skin. I can't because I can see it happening. I can see these people saying things that aren't true and I can just know they're not true, but I can't, but I'm not going to say that. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to prove it. So I went in to try to and I'm looking to see these guys on YouTube and I'm like, no, this, this is, no, I've already tried all these things. They don't work. So I'm going to take these guys, of course, <laughs> because I can't stand this stuff. Like it gives me energy to see people that I, that could be ripping other people off and to take the time and energy to see what they're doing. If that took away energy from me, then I would stop doing it. But the fact that it gives me energy because I'm so I get riled up. I'm like, no, this guy, <laughs> this can't be. Maybe he's right. Let me give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll take the course. But I, these guys, I'd say 99% of them out there are scammers. And so the bottom line was, when I kind of came to the conclusion was back in 2019, is how do I know if these guys are for real or not? Like, what's the easy question to ask them? Hmm. And that easy question is, what's your P&L? I couldn't believe that there were people on YouTube saying that they made money but weren't showing their P&L. Like, that didn't logically fit in my mind. How do you tell people you're making money but you don't show them with your P&L? Like, how do you keep avoiding <laughs> the P&L part of it? Like, yeah. that, oh. it doesn't make sense to me. That was one thing that I asked this guy when he showed me his single-day returns and I just multiplied that return over like a year and it was something like a thousand percent, right? So I'm like, okay, so in one year, you're going to be richer than Warren Buffett. I'm like, give me the real number. What's the real number? Yeah. And what did he come back with? I mean, the same you know, kind of scammy stuff that you hear everywhere, which is like, not all days are like this, but 
you know, this is how good it can be. And Warren Buffett can't trade the, you know, I, I can't remember what he called them because I'm not a, I'm not a trader myself, so I don't have all the lingo. But the he can't trade the low something stocks. The oh, the uh, the low yeah. volume. The uh, yeah, the the stocks that don't have as much volume because he has so much capital. Yeah. He's got to stand the big stocks, the big cap stocks, the low caps. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Low cap. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was like, okay, so you're telling me that Warren Buffett can't figure out how to get as rich as you because he has too much money? That yeah. doesn't sound right. There's this, it just doesn't, you know, when you get to the bottom line, okay, so I started a Twitter. Do you, I think you found me via Twitter, right? Yeah. Yeah, I recently at Carl Dom. Um, I recently started my Twitter account. It's probably been about three weeks, maybe a month. And, uh, you know, I'm asking all these people, all these People on there that are selling courses, I verify that they're selling a course first. And I look at them, and if they have a big following, then I'll kind of I'll start following them and then I'll ask them, hey, do you think instructors should share their PL? So one guy's blocked me so far, and I've got about <laughs> six others that just straight up don't answer. They act like I don't exist. So I don't know a lot about Twitter. Are they, do they see my question on there or is it just, they don't see it at all because I'm just baffled at no response, no response after no response. I think that, um, I, I think that it's better for them to pretend that you don't exist because as soon as they start engaging, if they can't answer the question, it floats the comment up in priority. Oh, right. Yeah. So if they start engaging with you, their actual people who are paying them money are going to see what's happening and they're going to um, maybe run for the door at that point. So it's easier just to ignore you completely so or block experience. you. I, I would they assume that's the case. Dealing with people yeah. that ask them the wrong question and they already yeah. know what to do. Right. That's what's happening. Yeah. And my favorite part is the belittling part. So th this guy immediately went to like, you know, if you want to be poor, you can be poor forever. You don't have to listen to me. Like he is the gateway to being wealthy. And if I don't follow his system, then I'm never going to be wealthy. Right. But he doesn't know anything about me. So he hasn't asked anything about what I do or what information or how much I'm worth or anything. He's just like immediately it's like this belittling game. And then that's that's when flags were really going off. Well, I had a guy contact me in Discord the other day because I saw his live stream and he claimed that he was going to start sharing his PL. And so I said, okay, when are you going to start sharing your PL? Well, I guess he has been, but he, um, I think that'll all be temporary. We'll see what happens because that's <laughs> typically what happens. But, uh, you know, he private messaged me and was telling me, uh, you can make uh, XYZ by doing this method that I have. Are you, have you considered this method? And I'm like, uh, what's your track record? <laughs> well, this is the method that makes the greatest amount of return. I'm like, am I talking to a bot? Are you a real person? I asked you a question. And then I sent him a video. I have a, a video. If you're in my mailing list, you'll get access to a video of mine over my last three years of trading where I share my P&L and how much money I made and everything in my, mm. in all my accounts. Um, so I sent that to him. And he didn't really respond. And I said, what's your three-year track record? And, and finally he said, well, it's not a bot. No, I'm a real person. And, and then he's like, well, you know, you know how it is when you sell a course. You just got to, you know, be persistent. And I'm like, no, 
That's I don't. <laughs> it's not what it is. It's about either being real or not being real. Like you're just okay. Well, thanks for your time or whatever you know. And he had to go because he was trying to get me to buy his program. And I'm like, why would I buy your program? Did you, you know, here's a video of me making money trading. So why are you even in here asking me? I mean, I don't get it. Yeah, that's like how trick. that's kind of uh, arrogant. I've had people so, ask me if that if I wanted to 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 go into their uh, program or whatever they call it to join their club or whatever and pay them money, but that they don't show their P and L and they know that I'm profitable. Like, why are you asking me this? <laughs> Where are you getting this? It doesn't make sense to me. Because that's the that's the scam, right? So, um, have you ever? I've always wondered this, and I wondered this about this guy, and I asked him this question, but I didn't get a straight response, and I can't remember what it was. But I asked him like, how much of your income comes from your wins that you're not showing me because you you're not showing me your returns mm -hmm. or your P and L versus how much are you making because you're selling mm -hmm. this whole thing. And if you have a whole bunch of wins and you could be richer than Warren Buffett in a year, like you're, you know, suggesting, why are you taking my $500? <laughs> like, why don't you just tell everybody how to do this for free? Like, what, what do you need my money for? So I guess my question for you is, have you ever asked, like, can you show your, like, you know, like to the person, can you show your business profit, ver like based off of your investments versus the cash flow from your course? And has anyone been willing to show you that information? <clears throat> um, okay, well, you, you should go to my channel and you should see one of my most popular videos. So th that's what I want to refer to. Because um, okay. I want to keep it as light as possible in terms of... There's an aspect of something going on in my life. I, if you watch that video, you'll know what it is and you'll know why I can't really talk about it right now but I will talk about it in the future. So that would answer that question very cleanly. Um, I'll answer that question. I made more money trading than I did with my courses. I have courses. My goal is to make more money with my courses. My goal is to grow my business bigger and, big, and make more with my courses, but I haven't been able to do that yet. But I would say 99.999 all the percent of the other YouTubers out there that have courses are making way more money with their courses than they are trading. In fact, they're probably not making any money trading at all. I think there's very few that are. And if they are, I believe it's uh, more temporary because it depends on what kind of market you're in. So there's four types of markets. There's a bull market. There's mm -hmm. a grind down market. There's a sideways market. There's a grind down market and there's a crash. So 2022 was a grind down market. The market didn't crash like in March of 2020. That was a crash, mm. and then in uh, that's true 2019. Was slow, that slow was a bull down. market. Okay, so you had a bull, then you had a crash, and then you had a grind down. I made money in all three of those markets. So mm. that's the key. Can you make money in all the markets? Because if you're like you said earlier, if you're just long. And the market keeps going up higher. You look like you're a whiz kid. <laughs> but it's just because of the market environment you're in. Are you really prepared for the other three market types that could occur? And so that's what your trade system should be based on. It should be based on those four market types. Because if you can't make money in all four of those, when the you might be able to make money in three of them. But when the crash comes, 
you're going to be draw down 50%. You should see, I did a, a video on Tasty Trade. I did a review of Tasty Trade. There's a problem. I like Tasty Trade, but they have issues with the way they trade. Mm. I have issues with the way they trade. And I proved that in a video. And I had one of their guys, uh, Jim Schultz, is their, uh, one of their guys on there. Real smart guy. He's got his PhD and all that. Mm. And you can watch the video and you can see where his account drew down, drew down 50%. Because Oof. of the crash. And this happened over Ouch. like a two or three week period. Well, yeah, you have a system that works really good in three markets. But when that fourth market comes, you draw, you draw down uh, 50%. Now, mm. oh, big deal. Draw down 50%. But think about it. To get back just to even, you have to make a 100% return now. If you draw down 50%, say you go from, mm -hmm. uh, you have a $100,000 account. It goes down to 50000 now you have to make 50,000. Now you have to make 100% to get back to even. So that is a big deal if you have a 50% drawdown. Those big drawdowns are what you're trying to avoid. Those, and uh, you know, I can show even the best of them or the ones that seem legit, they'll make money during certain time periods, but what's gonna happen when the market crashes again and it will crash again? Everybody knows that, right? Mm -hmm. So you got to be prepared for every kind of market and protect your capital. Um, so that's just another aspect of thinking the way that I think when I approach my reviews. And uh, I always kind of think about, you know, some of the times I'll think, okay, yeah, this guy made money, but wait a minute. What if I picked up his portfolio right now and rewound it into March of 2020? What would it look like? Down 65%. Do you really want a portfolio that's going to be down 65% at one point if the market crashes? No. So you have to kind of think of it. I hope that's kind of why I developed my channel so I could help educate people on the, the way that I think because I think it will help them avoid a lot of mistakes and avoid losing money as you know from following people that really aren't legitimate. Yeah, agreed. Like the um, the pull for get rich quick is so strong that people are willing to believe a lot just to, you know, just on the hope. It's like a gamble for them and they're willing to gamble it. And then, you know, we, we know and, you know, watching your channel, you know, especially um, that this isn't a gamble. This is a guaranteed loss in a lot of cases. Yeah. Like you're not gambling to win here. You're just giving your money over. Well, I was Have that you... guy. I was that guy when I was in my twenties, <laughs> right? I get it. Yeah, right. I did the same thing, but I didn't follow anybody into the hole. I dug my own hole. What What made you um keep trying? Because I feel like I would give up if I lost everything in my twenties or I failed. Just just arrogance, really, because I just thought I was smarter <laughs> than everybody else and I could figure this thing out. To be honest, that's awesome. You know, and I think a lot of people think like that, and. And I think that's a great way to think because eventually you can find the answer of whatever. You can accomplish anything if you have that. I'm never going to quit. There's no way nothing's going to stop me. And I'm special and I'm going to figure it out on my own and maybe nobody else can figure it out. Yeah, I have that belief. And I think that's what kind of kept me going. And um, I just knew I was going to figure it out. I didn't care what was going to, you know, <laughs> some way or another, it was going to happen. And, uh, you know, around 2018 so no is kind of pretty much when it did. It took me a long so, time. Yeah, I was going to say from the 90s till 2018. So anyone getting into it, it's going to take some time to learn. They're going to take some time. Um, but see, that's yeah. the thing that I bring to the table with my courses and things like that. I get people on that fast track. 
you know, avoid all that other stuff and kind of sh here's the way I trade. And I'm not saying that you're going to evac exactly be able to duplicate what I'm doing, but let me tell you, if I found me, that would have cut 20 to 20, that would have cut 25 years off of my trading. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe it would only took me three years to get up to snuff instead of 27, 25 years or whatever it was. Yeah. And I'm, assu I'm assuming that you show your real P&L. Yeah. Every month since 2019, I've been sharing my P&L on my channel. So a lot of some people show P&L. I did a review on one person that showed their P&L for two months in a row. Mm. Well, that's because they made money. So it was like it was like March right. or April, right? And they're like, you know, I made money in January and in February and March. I made money the last three months. I'm going to show my P&L now. <laughs> Hindsight. Yeah, right. Right? And then when April and May and June and July came around, I'm like, where is it? Why did you stop? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a reason for That'd that. Be like a, because you know, no when, I, when I first started, they, she made a mistake showing her P and L in the first place. Because now she can't say, "Oh, that's not important." <laughs> yeah, right. So I did a review on her too. It. That would be a humble trader. Okay, I'll try to um, link to all these. Yeah, uh, I mean, just these uh, references you're making. Channel in general, I guess. But yeah. But yeah, that'd be the same for me. Like, because uh, I'm I'm big in real estate. So if you watched our channel, I talk about real estate almost all the time. And uh, it would have been like me showing my real estate P&L from when I started in uh, 2019 all the way until like November 2021 and then stopping because I don't want to actually show you what happened when after that when everything started grinding down. Yeah. So right. that's, a, um, that's a question I have for you. I haven't seen a lot of your stuff. You're, you're into the real estate end of it. Uh, how are you doing with that? What what's you have a portfolio? How's that going? Yeah. So um we have four single family homes and they're all Airbnbs. Oh and that's what okay. we focus on is Airbnbs. Excellent. Um and it's been going great. Like we've been producing between about fifteen hundred to about two thousand in cash flow per month per house. Oh wow. So it's a lot of cash flow. It's a lot of startup cost, right? So we could have a lot more in terms of houses, if we went long-term or even apartments, right? So the amount of cash we've tossed in has been a lot, but, um, cause you have to renovate places. People aren't willing to go to like old houses for Airbnbs. You have to keep them up to date. Um, you have to furnish them nicely. So I hire a company that comes in and does everything. Um, and that's costly. Um, I tried to do it myself the first time <laughs> that was rough. Like I, like, uh, I tried to buy everything and, and I was building furniture for like days. I'm never doing that again. I was just going to pay someone and I'll eat the upfront cost for now. <laughs> um, but the cash flow is awesome. And all of the stuff that we've bought has been in Austin. So the, um, you know, the appreciation has been great up oh, until wow. yeah. November of 2021. So I have two houses, the two, the first two houses I've over doubled, um, my investment just in the appreciation alone, not counting cash flow. And then the new houses, one of them is even, and the other one has lost value from our purchase price. Um, but it's still cash flows. So because I'm not playing the short term game, I'm not flipping anything. I don't actually care about that. As I'm going to hold on to these guys. You're good. Who cares? Exactly. Right? Doesn't matter. And, um, that's all we need, you know, to weather whatever the storm is happening. And then, um, like I tell my audience, like I'm going to dollar cost average houses, just like I would dollar cost average 
any other long-term investment. So if something crashes here in the next year and everything drops, I'm going to buy another one. And if it drops again, I'll buy another one. Right. And then when all of the stuff starts to turn around at some point in the future, like I'll be sitting in a place where, and, and of, uh, one of the things that we teach is how much money you're putting down has to calculate over the 2008 crash. Cause that's the worst, you know, example that we can find in the last 30 years is the 2008 crash. Oh, so okay. if you're putting enough down and your cash flow can handle a crash like 2008, then you could just keep buying through that crash if that was to happen again, right? Cause we don't know where these interest rates are going. We're going to, we're going to assume something bad is coming, even if we don't know. Right. And then we'll, we'll keep making sure. So for the house that I'm upside down on, um, we put 35% down. We went higher than the normal, um, because we just didn't know what was going to happen. But like you said, I mean, if you're cash flowing, it doesn't matter at all. It's a really, exactly. Just, you know, you can hold forever. Now, if you have an yeah. alligator, that's where you <laughs> run into problems, right? That's where you have issues in the, when the price goes down. Yeah. I, uh, I used to own a, a quite a few properties. I only own the property I live in and one other one right now, mm. but man, we've taken that rent up from like, shoot, it was like 50, 15, 1800 a month. Now it's like 2,800. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, our payment didn't right. go up. So, uh, that's the real estate deal has been pretty good. I'm, um, I'm always interested in real estate. I've been looking to buy some more and I've been waiting for the, since 2017 for the market to come down, but it's actually kind of almost doubled since then. So I'm like, okay, I'll just keep waiting. I, I want to wait until nobody wants to buy like 2011. Everybody's like, I don't want anything to do with real estate. That's mm -hmm. when I want to buy it. Yeah. But, well, you could see now, um, we talked about this recently, the, the number of mortgage applications is dropping dramatically and the months of inventory is slowly climbing. Right. And so for people who aren't real estate people, that means that the, the months of, of inventory is how much, how, like if they were to stop putting new houses on the market for sale, how long they think it would take to sell out completely, right? Everything that's currently on the market. So that's, that kind of tells you like how much is a, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work in terms of like how many houses are on the market. It's just how long will it take for them to all sell them? And then for mortgage applications, they're dropping. And we know that the Federal Reserve is promising to increase that a little bit more um, as far as interest rates go, which is going to drive down demand. And at some point, all these people who haven't been selling, they've been holding on, are going to start looking at this like, I've got to cut my losses um, if we start hitting a slide. And if people start looking at it in that way, we are looking at... and. Um, kind of like you talked about with the market. I don't think it'll be a drop like 2008. I don't think there's anything that exists where all of a sudden everybody's house is going to get repossessed. Mm -hmm. But um, there's not enough upside down mortgages and there's not enough um, adjustable rate mortgages out there. But what will happen is that slow grind where we're just kind of grinding down and we've been seeing that for a while. And I think it's just going to keep grinding down and we'll hit some sort of equilibrium at some point, And then that's when you know, like you're saying, not a lot of people are going to want to buy at that point because they, they are assuming the grind will continue. And a lot of people are selling because they're worried that the grind will continue. And that's when you want to buy. And hopefully we could scrounge enough cash around to buy as much as we yeah. can. Yeah. So I think what's happening now, um, there's people like me with a low interest rate mortgage. And so if I want to move into a, a better house, it's going to cost me a bunch of money. I know before, yep. if, if I could get the same mortgage and move into another house, I could get the same, I could 
let's say I want to increase my mortgage payment by five hundred or a thousand dollars. Well, okay, I could get you know a, a three hundred thousand dollar better house or whatever, right? So I could buy mm -hmm. a better house. But right now, if I moved laterally, it would cost me more money to live in that house that's the same level yep. as the one I'm in. So I'm not moving. So then there's some stuff. The transaction levels have dropped. I think they were maybe at what six million. Or something like that a month and mm -hmm. now they're dropping down to like four million a month and they might just kind of level off at like four million across the country i think those are the numbers but i yeah you know mm -hmm. i kind of keep my toes in the real estate market a little bit i talked to my buddy too <laughs> who's a agent out here i live in central california and i said hey mm -hmm. are the prices dropping he said not really so the the list price are still the same so if you're asking three hundred thousand dollars for a house mm. it's still three hundred thousand but when the buyer comes in they're asking for you to pay for escrow. They're asking for you to fix everything. They're asking for blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. And by the time you get in there, there's a $20,000 credit. So yeah, it's yep. listed at 300,000 and it's sold at 300,000, but technically it's sold at 280,000 because of all the credits that the buyer got. So it's more of a buyer's market. So here, technically some of the pricing is coming down just a little bit, like maybe 5%. But then when you really get down to the bottom line, it's maybe 10 to 15% when you get all those buyer credits. Mm -hmm. So that's kind we, of what we're, I've um, seen here. I'm in um, the Bay Area in California. Oh, so yeah. I'm not too far away from you. Yeah. And uh, we've seen pretty big drops. Wait, you said like, you bought your stuff in Austin. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't buy here. <laughs> Everything's upside down here. So uh, like we rent a house here that's like nearly $3 million. And there's no way I could afford the mortgage for this house. Yeah, so at that but, level, you know. <laughs> in that area, it's way economical to rent mm -hmm. than it is to buy. And then uh, um, our cash flow from Austin can cover the rent here without any problems. And then we still get the appreciation like we would have Austin. if we bought. Yeah, that's a good exactly. place to buy yeah. over there. Um, I follow a guy. Uh, his his channel is one rental at a time. I watch him every once in a while. You Have you heard of him? Oh, yeah. I have not. But he actually it. lives in the Bay Area, but he invests in Fresno, which is in Clovis, where <laughs> I live. So that's why mm -hmm. I like watching him, because he he has a pulse on my local market. So he's, yeah. he's somebody. But yeah, he's interesting. One rental at a time. The guy, I think he has like 40,000 subs. He's working wow, his way okay. up. Yeah, I'll look that up. And we can link that here as well. So I, I got one one more big question for you that I'm excited about. Have you received any lawsuits that you can talk about? So when I was earlier talking about, I couldn't get into the details. Oh, okay. That's what I'm talking about. So um, I'm probably going to have to submit this now into the uh, discovery, which is fine. It just creates, oh, more, no. pa it creates more paperwork <laughs> okay. for my attorney and she kind of doesn't like that. But other than that, it's not, not a big deal because I don't, I won't <laughs> say anything because I can't say anything. She told me to just keep yeah. quiet about it. But again, on my channel, I did release a video uh, as, as much information as I want to about that. But uh, yeah, there is a lot of risk um, when you review people and your reviews are honest. Um, and I'm not talking about the lawsuit. I'm talking about just in general. There's, uh, there's a lot of guys out there that if they're not honest type people, they'll have a tendency to, to threaten to sue you or, you know, sue you or what have you because they don't like the truth. And I'm, again, not referring mm -hmm. to a lawsuit. I'm referring to just in general other reviews that I've done, um, you know, the truth is not their friend. 
Okay. Yeah. If it sure. was, they would be sharing their P and L, right? Wouldn't they? Yeah. Like, we'd be sharing yeah. everything, right? Isn't wouldn't like that when you create tremendous credibility mm-hmm. if they share their P and L. Like when you go and invest in a business, for example, like the and that, that business is trying to get your money, they're legally required to show you everything. Right. So if you were to be like, you know, hey, I want to get involved in your Airbnb purchasing um, strategy and, you know, throw some money and then you're you're going to you know take care of it for me. I'd be legally obligated to show you like all the profit and loss statements, all my reports. You know, you'd have to see every dollar going in and going out. Um, it you know, you have to kind of think of these courses similarly, like if you're putting cash into somebody's course, you're kind of investing in that person. And if that person can't show you all that information, it's not worth your investment. You know, I know they're not legally required to show you those things. Yeah, but because it's an education that's what it like. business. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's an education thing. So you don't necessarily have to have to show that kind of stuff because it doesn't really fall under the education portion. But for me, I don't feel like anyone's credible if they're not showing their P&L. And I created on uh, Twitter, I'll update it probably today or tomorrow, my real P&L no-show list. And so it's a list of <laughs> Twitter instructors that have avoided my question about P&L. And so the list is growing every week. <laughs> so if you awesome. have Twitter and you're we'll interested just share in, that for sure. If you're interested in someone that sells a course, you might just go to my Twitter account and see if they're on the list. And if they are, <laughs> I would not. I would avoid them. I'm not saying that they, I didn't take the course or anything, but they don't want to talk about P&L. I can tell you that. And typically if they don't want to talk about P&L, to me, that's a huge red flag. And in fact, uh, agreed. like I said, 99.9% of them or 99% of them will not talk about P&L. They will avoid it mm-hmm. at all costs. Yeah. Cause it's probably not, it's not a good statement for them. So I have a, uh, last question, and then um, I'll give it over to you to kind of plug anything or throw any comments in that we missed. Um, but the last one is: so, someone getting started, you said earlier they should, um, you know, take they should look into your course because uh, you actually show your P and L, you show it, it what it is that you do, and you know, a brand new investor could skip twenty years worth of trial and error um, by taking a look at what you got. Is there anything else you would tell someone who's just thinking about getting into trading? Okay, so if you try to trade stocks, that means you're going to be directional. And I haven't seen anyone that's directional that's consistently profit profitable. And I've asked so many people. I've been on this. I've been around for what four years now, asking every everyone, "Are you consistently profitable, being directional?" And I haven't seen anyone that's directional in a long-term basis or consistently profitable. So stocks are not the way, there's no edge there. That's what I've found. Mm. There's people that'll disagree with me, but then they won't really share their P&L. So, Mm. you know, if you want to disagree, I'm totally all for it. I'll show you my P&L. Options are the way to go if you want to trade because there Mm. is an edge with options if you sell options. Because if you buy them, it's a low probability scenario. So you're going to lose more trades than you win. So buying options provides leverage, but you're not going to really, there's no edge there. There's actually the edge is the opposite. You're taking the edge away. Selling options, there's an edge. But the problem with that is that edge is really good until the market crashes. Mm. And then that edge goes away and everything that you built for the last year or two, three years is all gone. So you need to 
capitalize on that edge while you're hedged at the same time. And you want to be proactively hedged. If you're not really interested in trading, like you're not serious, mm -hmm. like this isn't a passion of yours, you just thought you could make a quick buck, <laughs> just dollar cost average in the S&P 500. Like seriously, <laughs> that will outperform all these gurus out there. I don't, it won't outperform me. I cannot, I believe I can outperform the S&P 500 and I've proven that I can, but you have to have, you know, a lot of, you got to be passionate about it and I'll teach you. If you're just kind of ho-hum, just dollar cost average into the S&P 500 because that's a good way to go because what'll happen is you can kind of avoid paying taxes because you... Mm because you're dollar cost averaging and you're never selling. So you can get into the long term. Uh, you can hold for a long time, years and years, and, and uh, you can use a, an account that's tax-free like 401k or a, you know, a IRA, and you can mm -hmm. grow tax-free. I mean, those are the, that's the way to go uh, if you're not seriously passionate about trading. So it's like all or nothing with trading, right? You can't go halfway. If you're going to go halfway, just dollar cost average. Even Warren Buffett, yeah, I that's think, good advice that too, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, and we say the same thing about real estate. Like we can produce way higher returns in real estate than the S and P five hundred. We've mathematically shown we can do over twenty percent, but you you have to put effort it's in, work. and you have to enjoy that effort. Yeah, because it's not it doesn't come for free. I mean, it's low effort once you start getting to a certain point, because you get a manager. They take care of a lot. You're just having conversations and then maybe one or two hours a month, you're talking to people or doing some accounting, but it, you know, to get to that point where you're successful is a lot of work. So you, on you your channel, like all that's that. there because, uh, I might be doing an Airbnb thing here in the next, uh, it's going to be a while, <laughs> maybe five, somewhere between two and 10 years, but I yes, will have yeah, an Airbnb. Got all the numbers. I'll have an Airbnb, Airbnb type property. So maybe I'll be, uh, watching your channel and, uh, contacting you. Yeah, definitely. Always yeah. open to talk about that stuff. It is my favorite thing for sure. Yeah. So yeah, last, before we cut out, anything else that you want to say that I missed or that you want to plug, now's the time. Well, I'll just say if, you, if you're interested in learning about trading, you, you come to my channel. If you're interested in seeing some of the uh, gurus, uh, real results from me taking the actual course, uh, that's a lot of people find that interesting, so you can mm. come to my channel. And also, uh, follow me on Twitter, at Carl Dom. Maybe you can put a link in there. Yeah, I'll put that. that all down below. And uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't have any, like, canned, you know, pitch or anything like a lot of the guys that have courses do. I, I It's just come to my channel, check it out. If you like it, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll end up learning. And if you're passionate, right. it's a great place to learn. Awesome. Thanks, Carl. Super appreciate you coming on. This has been really cool. We've been trying to talk about scammers and different people that are trying to take your money without actually producing. And this was a big one. And I had plugged you before in a previous video where I'd said like, if this is something you're interested in getting into, these are the people to take a look at. And one of them was your channel. A, you know, he reviews the courses. And so um, it's really cool to be able to get you on to talk about it and to ask some questions and get some stories. I hope that you're uh, unspeakable troubles gets rounded out uh properly and um whenever you are allowed to talk about that maybe we can 
you know, I'm going to, I'm going to link that video you were talking about, yeah. but maybe you can get back That's on here and, and tell us about what happened. I'd be super interested. Definitely super interesting of what's going on, but I just, it's kind of crazy that I can't even say anything about it. Yeah. I'm looking <laughs> forward right. to it. No, maybe, uh, the way it ends, I won't be able to say anything. You just never know. That's true too. Yeah. Yep. Maybe, uh, a cutout and a non-disclosure. That's a, that's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, All thanks right. Carl. Appreciate it. And, uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. Okay. AJ, good talking with you. Appreciate it. I want to thank Carl for coming on. It was a, uh, awesome interview. We had a great time. I think we both learned a lot and I would love to have him on again at some point in the future. Maybe, hopefully, he'll be able to tell us what happened with that uh, unspeakable or unmentionable item and that would be kind of fun to hear about. But uh, to help him out, please head down to our description. We're linking to his channel. Follow his channel. He's got some great information. If day trading is something you're interested in, you're going to want to check out his stuff and see um, his reviews of other channels or other people and start asking for their real PL and including Carl's. Ask for Carl's real PL so you could see how well he does. And I think his yearly returns of, I think he said somewhere between 15 and 20% are more realistic. That's what you should be expecting per year. And if someone is promising over than that, I would, I would love to see that PL. I just doubt that that's actually a thing that someone's capable of doing it. So I'd, I'd be interested to see, but I'm glad that you stuck it through. Make sure to like and subscribe and I'll see you guys next time.